here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell for this Thursday morning, the 30th of June, 2022. Daniel Pettigrew back with you. Big thanks to Matty Cox for looking after things uh, yesterday, and we will have a chat with him again next Wednesday on the show. Big hour today before breakfast, coming up at 6 a.m. through 11.70 Sydney. It'll be Jimmy Smith and James Magnuson filling in for Vossi and Brandy and through 16.20 Gold Coast and also uh, SENQ Patton Heels from 6 a.m. A lot going on. Plenty of rugby league news as we enter another round of rugby league. We've had that week off for rep round, but the Storm play Manly tonight. We'll look at all the news in rugby league shortly. The tennis, uh, very, very interesting scenes right now with Andy Murray in action. I'll tell you what's happening there, but he is struggling on centre court at Wimbledon. Crowd favourite. We'll update you on that. And also uh, the cricket as well. An interesting position after day one in Sri Lanka. Your calls and texts welcome as per usual. one 1170 is our phone number or you can text 0457 736 736. Also in about 15 minutes going to talk football and continue our road to the World Cup with Jonathan Gallo. So, big hour on the show. Let's get started. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Just before we get to the topic and some of the news, uh, Andy Murray struggling at the moment. He's two sets down to John Isner on centre court at Wimbledon. And they're just uh, taking a break at the moment. So he is in uh, real trouble here at the moment, Andy Murray. And he's 4-3 down in the third set. So we'll keep an eye on that. That would be a huge shock if he is to go out in just the second round of Wimbledon. I'll give you a complete Wimbledon update as well. Some other shock results overnight as well shortly. Uh, now, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Want to talk to you this morning about great sporting families, a chance to win a Velveline T-shirt for you this morning. I was talking with a friend yesterday. We're talking about the Morris brothers and what impact they had for basically every club they played uh, for in the NRL and how much at the moment it seems the Roosters are missing them. Um, of course, famous dad as well. So great sporting families. Chance to win a Velveline t-shirt can be from any sport here or abroad. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 is the way to get in contact with me this morning. Great sporting families to your texts, to your calls very, very soon at three minutes past five. Well, we are heading into another round of NRL. Uh, and as I said to Charlie a couple of days ago, I think once the last state of origin is done and dusted, we're in for a very exciting conclusion to the regular season and then the final series. Obviously, you've got Penrith and Melbourne right on the top of the table, but I still think some of the other clubs can maybe not match it with them, but on their day, you know Parramatta can beat them. So we'll just wait and see. Now, a lot of news floating around about the Roosters over the past 48 hours. We know about the potential signing of Matt Lodge. But there's also been a lot of talk about Luke Keary. Now, if you remember, he was injured against the Storm about three or four weeks ago now. Um, and most people thought he was going to come back and he would play against Penrith this weekend. Well, he's not been named. Um, and they are rallying around their champion 5 eighths. The three-time premiership winner deals with his latest fight against concussion. Now, we know 
Uh, he had a lot of dramas in 2018 and 2019. Uh, hadn't had one for a couple of years, but still reportedly suffering uh, some headaches after that latest concussion. Of course, uh, that game was in round 14. They're taking a cautious approach, the Roosters, and they're hopeful that the 2018 Clive Churchill medalist will be available for the round 18 match against the Dragons on the Central Coast. They have the bye after this weekend's clash against Penrith, which means Kiri will have a full month of rest from heavy contact and can do all the necessary medical testing required. The best case scenario is Kiri makes a full recovery and returns to try and spearhead the Roosters towards this year's finals. Uh, we will wait and see what happens. Kiri is still signed to the Roosters until the end of 2024, and it's a deal believed to be worth around $850,000 a season. So a big call if uh, they does have to uh, retire. Look, I-, I put out on Twitter the night he was injured, and then um, the other day as well. Nothing has really changed my mind. Look, I hope he takes the field against the Dragons a cup in a couple of weeks' time. He's very important to the Roosters' chances this year, but. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes, so hopefully all is good and he will return. But uh, you have to think, if he's still suffering some headaches, there must be a bit of a question mark on the future of Luke Keary. Uh, I just hope either he returns to the field and plays really well or he looks after himself and uh, he may have to retire. Who knows? I mean, we'll find out over the next coming weeks. The Roosters have been in this position before with Boyd Cordner and Jake Fran, but most important to everything is his health. So I think everyone in the rugby league wishes Luke Curry well and hopefully we see him back on the field soon, but uh, hopefully and most more importantly, his health is the most important thing. Now, Whilst Luke Keary is out, it seems that the Roosters are going to be moving Joey Manu to 5'8 for tomorrow night's clash against all-conquering Penrith. Now, the Daily Telegraph can report Manu will play in the halves. Drew Hutchinson will move back to the bench and Paul Mamoroski will start at right centre. We know Hutchinson was named at 5'8 when the Roosters' side was announced on Tuesday afternoon, but the Roosters plan to make positional changes in a bid to find a winning combination to topple the Panthers. Good luck. Uh, now, he's only played in the halves twice before, once as a halfback, the other as a 5'8", last year in round 12 and round 15. We saw how good he was at fullback last weekend for New Zealand in that match against Togger. He has played fullback a lot more than he has played 5'8", but he has started there a couple of times, and he's moved into that position. It's an interesting call from Trent Robinson, isn't it, to move Manu, probably the best centre in the world, or what one of the best centers into the world, into the 5-8th position against the Panthers. 0457736736 or 1300-011170. If you're a Roosters fan, do you support this or you're against it? Do you think it's a bit of a panic move? Look, if he can get the hands on the ball more often, it could be a good thing. He just doesn't want to overplay his hand. He will now partner Sam Walker in the Haas for the game against Penrith tomorrow night. Joseph Sawali, Trent Robinson, has apparently decided he will stay on the wing. However, it would be interesting to see him in the centres at some point, but maybe not just yet. Your thoughts on all of that? Will Manu at 5'8 be a winning move for the Roosters? We'll find out tomorrow night against the Penrith Panthers at 7.5 past 5. It's 4-all in that third set between Andy Murray and John Isner, but John Isner leading the match two sets to love. So we'll keep you across this because crucial moments here potentially for Andy Murray. He obviously needs to win this 
set to stay in the match. Tonight, Melbourne Storm up against the Manly Seagulls. Kicks off round 16 of the National Rugby League. And bad news for the Storm. Craig Bellamy has all but ruled out Cameron Munster from tonight's game against the Seagulls. But we know fullback White Ryan Pappenhausen will be playing. He's been given the green light to return from injury. Now, Munster hurt his left shoulder in Sunday's State of Origin match in Perth, saying he felt like a passenger for most of the second half as he struggled with the injury. Bellamy confirmed it was an AC joint injury and that a final decision on whether Munster travelled to Sydney would be made soon. Bellamy said he didn't train with the group. He's battling to pass the ball, so he only did a little bit of running, which he seemed to do okay. We'll just see how he pulls up and then we'll make that decision. Pappenhausen back, though, very, very important for the Melbourne Storm. Talk about him making the State of Origin squad. I would be surprised. I think if he was fit at the start of the year, he definitely started the Origin series, he definitely would have been in that position. Now, Munster's potential absence could open the door for one of the great comeback stories of the year. Jaden Nikarima hasn't played since 2016, the year he made his NRL debut, but is battling with Chris Smith to move into the halves for that game tonight. And it's an interesting game as well. Melbourne, you would expect to win, uh, but if they are without Cam Munster, Manly at home are a very, very hard team to beat. And when Tommy Turbo was ruled out, everyone sort of put a red line through the Manly Seagulls, but they're still playing some pretty decent football. And you'd expect a big crowd out there tonight at, at Brookvale Oval. You just never know if Manly can upset the Melbourne Storm. I wouldn't rule it out. I am tipping Melbourne, but it'll be interesting to see uh, how that match goes tonight. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. That kicks off round 16 of the NRL. And you will hear that here on SEN as well. Jimmy Smith will be in the chair alongside Mark Carroll and Tim Manor to bring you all of that one. Manly Seagulls up against the Melbourne Storm. And throughout the rest of the weekend, uh, we, we will preview this tomorrow with Charlie as well. Some interesting games. Tomorrow night at 6pm, the Knights will play the Titans. Uh, tomorrow at 8, as we've mentioned, the Panthers take on the Sydney Roosters. Three games on Saturday, and it is a great Super Saturday this weekend. Bulldogs up against the Sharks at 3pm. We know what kind of form the Bulldogs have been in in recent times. Cowboys up against the Broncos. Adam Reynolds up against Chad Townsend. Really looking forward to that one. And then the Rabbitohs and the Eels, a vital game for both of these teams at 7.30 on Saturday night. And the two games on Sunday, the Warriors, their return home to New Zealand. We're going to have a listen in a little while to an interview Jimmy Smith and James Magnuson did with Cameron George yesterday. Sold out in New Zealand. And the last game of round 16 is at 4 o'clock on Sunday where the Dragons will host the Canberra Raiders. We will talk to Charlie and preview all of that tomorrow morning. And just one more bit of news. which is disappointing for Canterbury before their game against the Cronulla Sharks. Mick Potter has unfortunately contracted COVID and he will miss their game against Cronulla. He entered isolation on Wednesday morning. Potter will coach via the phone with his, uh, with the assistant David Ferner to take over at Combank Stadium. Potter said, I have tested positive. I will be on the phone coaching from home and watching it on television. I'm a little under the weather. I'm 60-40 good. I'm a little raspy in the throat and have a little headache, but that's all. It's nothing that can't be managed. So disappointing news there for the Bulldogs with their coach, Mick Potter, who has turned things around in a big way at the Bulldogs since he took over from Trent Barrett in that interim coaching role. He will not be at the ground against the Sharks on Saturday 
afternoon. 11 past five. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. John Isner is only one game away from taking this match against Andy Murray, but Andy Murray is fighting strong. Isner leads two sets to love, 5-4 up, but Andy Murray serving and in this game leading 40 love. We'll take a break, keep up to date with that. We'll also have a more detailed Wimbledon update and we'll talk football next as well. The round ball game with Jonathan Gallo. It's 12 and a half past five. Yeah, 16 and a half past five, 0457 736 736 or 1300 I'll update you on that match with Andy Murray and John Isner in just a second. Looks like we could be heading to a tiebreaker, but we'll look at that in a sec. Asking for great sporting families for you on this Thursday morning. Yeovil Treeman's been in touch saying, Hi, Dan. The world of motor racing has delivered some famous families. Two come to mind. The Andretti's was the uh, first family to have four family members competing in the same series. In all five, Mario, Michael, Jeff, John and Marco have competed at the highest level. Another family is the Petties with three generations reaching the top. There are many others. And I saw your message about the Sporting Globe as well. Yes, was a good night. And I'll get back to you on that text, Yeovil Treatment. And Brett has also been in touch saying, calling down, easy answer day, uh, the SEN family. Yes, thank you. I would also nominate Tommy Smith and the Waterhouse family for their contribution to Australian racing. Thank you, Brett. Keep them coming in. Chance to win a Velveline T-shirt. 0457736736 or 1300-01-1170. In that match between John Isda and Andy Murray, it is Isda leading two sets to love, 6-5 up, but Andy Murray on serve at 30 love. So it looks like we're going to be heading to a tiebreaker. We'll keep you up to date with that and give you more of a comprehensive Wimbledon update. Right after we speak to this next man, we have started last weekend, or last week, our road to the World Cup. Just looking at a couple of teams a week, and by the time we get to the end of it, it will only be a couple of weeks away from the 2022 Football World Cup. Jonathan Gallo, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Dan. How are you? Uh, very well. So we thought we would do it fairly and just start with the groups and there's quite a lot of groups in this year's World Cup as we know 32 teams in this year's World Cup so we started with Group A and last week talk about talked about Qatar and Ecuador two teams remaining let's start with Senegal in Group A how do you see them faring in this year's World Cup? Yeah Senegal they're a, a team that's uh, you know something of a, of a fiery flamboyant uh, type of football they play they're um, quite hard to, to, to kind of pin down as to how their style is. They kind of play a off-the-cuff style of, of, of football, which is very common in, in African nations and the African continent. Um, they love the ball at their feet. They love to have possession and, and trickery and skill. You know, it comes to mind when you talk about Senegalese football. Um, there's a lot of, 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 of you know players in this team that can create something out of nothing. Obviously, the big-name player for Senegal is uh, Sadio Mane who's uh, one of the best strikers in world football. So he's one to look for for Senegal. They've got some top players that play in some big leagues. Obviously, Papa Boussissé, as well as big defender, Kalandi as well, Diallo. Um, players that have you know got some real finesse about them and can hurt any opposition on their day and will be heavily reliant on getting Senegal through to that next stage if they've got any chance at all. If you look at their standings and how they went through the African Cup of Nations qualifiers, they came first 
uh, with four goals and one against. Two out of two so far for Senegal. They've still got a couple more games to go in that group stage later on in the year. But so far, the African Cup have been fantastic. So their preparation for this year's World Cup is, uh, is in good hands at the moment. I think you've, you've got to give them every chance to be fighting out for second spot, really, between themselves and, and Ecuador, really. Um, but I just think with that front you know, forward of, of the likes of Mane in particular, we know he can get goals galore pretty much. So um, he's their number one player. They've obviously got Edward Mendy in the mm. goals in between the sticks, who's a, who's a goalkeeper for Chelsea. So there's, there's some big-name players playing in some of the biggest uh, leagues around the world, Senegal, and that's happened probably in the last four or five years. Their players have really gone to Europe and, and really hit the, uh, the big time. So, yeah, a good team, a strong team. I think uh, they've got that kind of flamboyancy that can trouble any, any team. So um, I watch out for, for Senegal. Just, sure. just before we get to the Netherlands, I can tell you that uh, third set has gone to a tiebreaker between Andy Murray and John Isner, and it is Andy Murray leading one love at the moment. So we'll keep you across that. Andy Murray must win this set uh, to stay in the match and currently leading now two love in that tiebreaker. Uh, the final team in Group A, and don't forget, you will hear every match of the World Cup on SEN, is the Netherlands. How do you see them going in this year's World Cup? We had someone on uh, one of our texts a couple of weeks ago, John saying he's been taking notes and you're very knowledgeable so he'll be interested in hearing this yes he must be writing pages and pages down he is. so uh take note of this one because look, the netherlands and they're hard to pick um because sometimes at world cups they've got a history of you know underperforming unfortunately the netherlands the dutch team they've got a, a history of having great players and making great players and uh and just falling short of the mark i mean in 2018 world cup they didn't even qualify for that year's world cup which was a big disappointment for the Dutch team. And the Euros last year, they bowed out of the round of 16 to Czech Republic, 2-0 for memory. They got absolutely whitewashed in that game. They just never looked any close to winning it. So they've been a team that when they come against more bigger rivals uh, and, and more of the top five, top ten nations, they've always had a history of, of falling short on the mark by quite a margin. Um, so, look, for them, they've, they've just got to keep the 11 players on the field. You know, that's the most important thing for the Netherlands. They were in a World Cup final in, in two years previously to the World Cup. I believe it was in the 2014 World Cup. From memory, they were in the final against uh, Spain. Um, but they absolutely got played out by the Spanish in that time, side where they had Iniesta and Xavi and those kind of wonderful players. But look, the Netherlands are a team that this year, I think they've, they've struggled a little bit with their squad. They haven't got some of the bigger names they've had in past World Cups gone by. But still, they've got likes of, obviously, De Jong, Memphis Depay, obviously big names, Bergwijn, who plays at Spurs, um, obviously, their defence as well with um, you know Van Dyke as well, Matthew Jurid, Nathan Ake, mm. Stefan Juville, players that play all over the world from the biggest leagues in Italian and English Premier League uh, football competitions. So, look, their, their side is, is getting stronger by the minute. I don't know whether they're quite up to making a huge dent in this year's uh, World Cup, but I do think they're good enough to, to get through this group stage. They're probably the strongest out of the four teams, if we're brutally honest about it. And I looked at their standings and their preparation leading into the World Cup this year. They obviously had the League of Nations uh, in Group 4, and suddenly they're, they're first uh, by about three points ahead yeah. of Belgium, Poland and Wales. So their preparation has been top-notch. You can't fault that for sure. Obviously, they've got the head manager, Louis van Gaal, who's been there and done it before. We're a very well-experienced, well-knowledgeable coach. So um, that's for sure. I think the players will be definitely taking notes 
during training sessions with uh, with Van Gogh at the helm. So um, they're a tough team to pick. They're, they're always been labelled a bit of a dark horse, the Dutch team. It just depends on which Dutch side turns up for the World Cup to play. Yeah. Sometimes they can really excite you with their football, their, their total football that's been renowned as from Johan Cruyff days. But uh, sometimes they can disappoint you because they just don't really turn up with that flair and that fire to play the game. So um, it's a hard one to pick the Netherlands, but I do think they'll be strong enough to get to the group stage, you know, at the very least. All right, before I get your prediction on the top two, Andy Murray now leading 4-2 in that third set. All right, top two in Group A on our road to the World Cup. It's a slow uh, walk to the World Cup, but who is going to be the first uh, two teams through Group A uh, through to the knockout stages of the World Cup? I'm going to go with the Netherlands as topping out this group, obviously, mm-hmm. because I just think that the strong. I should write uh, this down. You know, a lot of, yes, yes, people should take down their pen, not their pencil, and just write this down because it'll be in permanent ink and they mm-hmm. can refer back to it later on in the year. Okay. Uh, first up, they're playing Senegal in the yep. group. Obviously, I think they'll beat Senegal. I think they'll be too yep. good for the Senegalese. Then they're playing Ecuador again. I think they'll be too strong for Ecuador. And then their last game, the rounding out the group is Guitar. So not only will they top out the group, Dan, I'm expecting them to be undefeated and finishing on nine points in the group stage. All right. And who's going to join them? I think the Senegalese. Um, You know, get your party hats on because I think the Senegalese are going to be a team that will be, you know, edging out the likes of Ecuador for this one. I'm going to say Ecuador is just going to fall short. I think Senegal will get through perhaps even on goal difference. I said this before last week on the show. I think Mm -hmm. Senegal may sneak into second spot due to goal difference purely because of their main man, Sadio Mane, who can All get right. goals in, in absolute buckets. Um, and you look at their start in the group stage, they're playing the likes of Netherlands up front, so which is going to be a tough start to the campaign. Then they play guitar, and then they play Ecuador. So I think they only get stronger. I expect they probably go through on you know four points, but I think the goal difference will be the big part. Well, we are recording all of this, so we'll replay it uh, come at the end of the year uh, when we catch up after the World Cup, and we'll see how uh, your predictions go uh, in this year's World Cup. That's could be group... terribly, could be terribly wrong, Dan. Could be could Qatar be. and Ecuador. Could could no, well could well be could well be. Uh, no, good start. Uh, next week we'll look at the start of Group D, uh, B and one of the big guns, England, and also Iran, which is going to be very very interesting. And I'm looking forward to your predictions. So we continue our road to the World Cup, Jonathan. Thank you very much. We will chat next week. Thank you very much, Dan. Have a lovely time on the show, and uh, we'll speak soon. Thank you, John. Jonathan Gallo, our football expert here on Tradies News in a nutshell. So there you go. If you're uh, interested, of course, gamble responsibly. But Netherlands uh, through and Senegal through. Now, tennis, 5-3 in the tiebreaker between Andy Murray and John Isner. Andy Murray leads, but he is two sets to love down. Uh, so we'll keep across that. And now, in fact, he's 6-3 up. So three set points to take this to a fourth set. This is all thanks to Hume Tennis. Perfect also for interstate tennis groups travelling to Melbourne. Check out humetennis.com.au. Uh, Emma Raducanu, by the way, just while you wait for this next point, crashed out of Wimbledon overnight, losing a second-round match to Caroline Garcia. 6-3, 6-3. The 10th seed, uh, she was troubled by a side strain in the run-up to the Grand Slam was broken five times on centre court by Caroline Garcia, ranked 55 in the world. So disappointment for the home crowd fans with Emeretta Kanu out. Uh, in the meantime, Andy Murray is serving to take that match to a fourth set against John Isdat, and it looks like he has done so. So we're into a fourth set now. Uh, very pumped up Andy Murray after winning that third set. So into the fourth set between 
American John Isner and Andy Murray with Andy Murray two sets to one down. Meanwhile, uh, Novak Djokovic overnight as well against uh, Tanasi Kokonakis, one in straight set, 6-1, 6-4, 6-2. So disappointing there for Tanasi Kokonakis. And Brett Phillips uh, will have a wrap-up on both Breakfast 3, 11.70 Sydney with Joe, uh, Jimmy Smith and James Magnuson, and also 16.20 Gold Coast and SDNQ right throughout the breakfast show after 6am. So plenty happening there. That's also, as always, thanks to Hume Tennis, perfect also for interstate tennis groups. Travelling to Melbourne, check out humetennis.com.au. You asking you great sporting families this morning on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We'll take a break, come back with more. It is 28 past five. Yeah, and in the tennis, it's John Isner leading Andy Murray two sets to one, and it is 3-2 on serve. In fact, no, Isner has broken in that fourth set, so 3-2, and John Isner serving to take a 4-2 lead in that fourth set. So still on top of that match at the moment against Andy Murray. Asking great sporting families this morning. Rooster Muzz has been in touch saying, Morning, Dan, my best sporting families. I'll nominate two that probably won't, won't receive any other nominations. The Gracies, I think it is, from Brazil, Mixed Martial Arts. 60 of them uh, were and are prominent champions. And the Lindrums from Australia, Snooker and Billiards. A great kind regards, Rooster Muzz. Thank you very much for that text. Now, through 1170 Sydney, it'll be uh, James Magnuson, Jimmy Smith, for Vossi and Brandy. But be listening because after 6am, uh, you will have a chance to win the ultimate State of Origin experience game three at Suncorp Stadium on July 13. Prize includes two gold reserve tickets, return flights and accommodation. Vel- at over $2,000. You're running out of chances for this, so be listening to Jimmy Smith and James Magnuson filling in for Vossi and Brandy right after the 6 o'clock news through 1620 Gold Coast and SENQ. It'll be Pat and Heels to take you through the breakfast show for the next few hours. Thank you for your company today. Back with the Friday one tomorrow. Jimmy Smith, James Magnuson to take you through the breakfast show next, and I will see you back here tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.